0: Psalm 73 is right in the middle of the book of Psalms, and some scholars suggest that it encapsulates everything that all of the rest of the Psalms have to offer in a single psalm. It's like the highlights. It's got temptations, it's got seeking God, it's got redemption and repentance, it's got verses praising God, it's got lament, it's got everything. We're just going to hear a small portion of it this morning, but it's a psalm addressed to God. So let's hear these verses. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will receive me with honor. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire other than you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Indeed, those who are far from you will perish. You put an end to those who are false to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge to tell you of all your works. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy and gracious God, we pray that you would move among us this morning and that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you have ever had a dog? Hey, that's a pretty good showing. Not quite as many as in the first service. Uh, how many of you would describe yourself as dog, a dog person? Okay, we've got some strong hands up there as well. This past week as a church, we went to go see the movie A Dog's Way Home, And it's definitely a movie for dog people, but I think even if you're not a dog person, you might have enjoyed it. It's about a dog named Bella, who's a pit bull mix. And she's rescued as a puppy from from an outdoor, unsafe living environment by a young man named Lucas. And Lucas raises her and loves her, and Lucas gives her a tiny piece of cheese every night before she goes to sleep. The story of the movie is that Bella gets separated though from Lucas and she has to find her way home again. You might get that from the title, A Dog's Way Home. And she has all these kinds of adventures while she's on her way. Bella gets taken from her home in Denver, Colorado, where she's living, because it turns out pit bulls are not allowed in the city limits. And so her owner Lucas says, Well, okay, I'm going to move my home so that I can still have. My dog, Bella, with me. And temporarily, he takes Bella to some friends who live in New Mexico. Now, of course, the humans in the movie all know this, and we all know this, but Bella doesn't speak human, so she doesn't quite understand. And so she's with this family in New Mexico, and they're a fine family. They take care of her, they feed her, they love her. She's got a nice, comfy dog bed. But they're not home, and they're not Lucas. And so the first opportunity that she gets... She makes a break for it, and she starts running to try and go home, even though she's more than 400 miles from where she started from. And then Bella goes on to have all these other adventures. She finds a pack of dogs who try to take her in. One of them is named Crazy Hair, a little curly-haired dog who says, Hey, Bella, you should just stay here with us. And Bella says, Well, you know, this is nice, and this is fine, and this is good, but this isn't home, and this isn't Lucas. Bella also ends up befriending a mountain lion who she calls Big Kitty. And she raises the mountain lion from when he is just a big kitty into a giant mountain lion. And it turns out through the twists and turns of the movie that she could have ultimately stayed with Big Kitty gallivanting around in the wilderness, but she chooses not to, again, because she's got this overriding desire to go home. She knows that being with Big Kitty would not be where she was supposed to end up. That's not where she's supposed to be in the end. Again and again, she's faced with this choice of staying in a good situation with people she cares about, often where she's needed, where she has a mission and a purpose. And she chooses to give up those good situations in favor of something even better, which in the movie is portrayed as going home to Lucas, going home. As I'm talking about this movie, by the way, I um, feel like I need to point out there were a lot of strong moments with veterans throughout the course of this movie, and they're part of the home that she returns to, so I don't want to miss the opportunity to say thank you to all the veterans who we have in this congregation and in this community. That's a major part of the movie if you didn't get a chance to see it. Bella encounters situation after situation that is good, that's fine, that gives her enough food and um, where she could be happy, but she's driven by this calling. She's driven by this thing beyond herself to go home, back to Lucas. And in some ways, it's a really simple story, right? You get it from the title, A Dog's Way Home. She's journeying home, and that's it, in a nutshell. She's going home. But it's also something that we can really deeply relate to as humans. Because we're all looking for a place to call home. We're all looking for a place to belong, where we're accepted and welcomed in and loved and treated in a way that's like nowhere else, like Bella was seeking Lucas. And sometimes, like Bella, it takes us a while to figure out where we're going, It takes us a while to figure out what direction home is or where that even may be, what that looks like. And we come to places like church because we're on that journey seeking a higher calling, something beyond where we are right now. We come to church because we're trying to figure out which direction is next for us. What step is ahead of us next on our journey? And we're seeking that sense of belonging and relationship and love that Bella finds with Lucas. We we come to church to find that sense of home with one another and, of course, with God. Sometimes home is a physical location. Sometimes it's a certain person or people that we're, that we're seeking. But sometimes home is just a feeling that we get deep in our bones, deep in our hearts. We take a deep breath and we know, okay, I'm home now. And then other times, we find that our hearts are filled with longing. And it's like they're aching for something beyond where we are right now. And like Bella in the movie, we might look around ourselves and say, you know what, my situation is pretty good. And things are nice, and people care about me. But the Holy Spirit starts moving in our hearts, and we know that there's somewhere else that we need to be. Because where we are in our journey isn't our end destination yet. I want to read to you from Psalm 73 a few verses again in the message translation of the Bible. The psalmist is writing about God, and the verses are as follows. I'm in your presence. You've taken my hand. You wisely and tenderly lead me, and then you bless me. You're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. When my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is rock firm and faithful. I'm in the very presence of God and how refreshing it is, the psalmist writes. I've made Lord God my home. God, I'm telling the world what it is that you do. I've made God my home. Those are powerful words from scripture. I've made God my home. Again, it seems like a really simple statement. But in Living It Out, we discover how complex it truly is. Because like Bella in the movie, it's not always easy to understand what direction home might be in. And often, we know that we want to make a change. We know that we want to grow closer to God. We know that we want to continue our spiritual journey. And our hearts are filled with longing. And our hearts might even feel a little bit lost. Because it's not always clear what the next step on our journey might be. And often there's a lot of distance between where we find ourselves and where we feel God is calling us to go. And it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like, why even bother starting out on this journey? Because there's so far to go. There's so far to go sometimes, it feels like. And yet, that call to go home pulls on us, tugs on our heartstrings, keeps us desiring to move forward. Last week, I saw the movie The Wizard of Oz at the movie theater. It's the 80th anniversary of its release in theaters in 1939. How many of you have seen The Wizard of Oz? All right. Well, The Wizard of Oz is my mom's favorite movie of all time, but it had been a couple years since I'd actually sat down and watched the entire movie. I had discovered I'd never watched it with my husband, Joel, and if you haven't seen the movie, you probably know the story because it's part of our culture. It's about Dorothy Gale who lives in Kansas. She gets caught up in a twister and she's taken to Oz where she meets all these friends, Scarecrow, Tin Man, a cowardly lion, and she's surrounded by all this colorful, colorful, exciting stuff. The world around her is amazing compared to Kansas. And through the whole movie, all she can talk about is wanting to go home. She's surrounded by munchkins and winkies and fabulous flowers and rainbows and all kinds of wonderful things she could have only dreamed of before, but she's drawn to something beyond her current condition. And do you remember what Glinda says to Dorothy at the very end of the movie when she finally discovers that she's ready to go home? Glinda says, you've always had the power to go back to Kansas. You've always had the power to go home. And then one of Dorothy's friends says, well, why didn't you tell her that before? And Glinda says, she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. She had to learn it for herself. Of course, it all depends what you mean by home anyway, doesn't it? The poet Robert Frost once wrote, home is the place where, when you have to go there, they have to take you in. We've all probably had moments like that before. Home is a place where when you have to go there, they have to take you in. And then later in the poem, he says it like this. He says, I should have called it something you somehow haven't to deserve. In other words, we don't deserve our true home. It's like grace. It's given to us without cost. It's something that we can't do anything to earn for ourselves. Now, it's a funny line, but the poem is actually quite serious and somber. It's about a man who comes home to die. And he's a hired man, and you find out in the course of the poem that he has nowhere else to go. He's got no one else to turn to, and like in the psalm, his flesh is failing, and he's looking for a home. And the only place he has to go is the farm where he was hired on to help. And they take him in. They take him in because they have to. It's his home. Home is the place where we are taken in. In the best of times when we're coming home to celebrate and have a good time. And in those most desperate of times when we have nowhere else to turn. Home is where we're taken in. Frost's poem points to the fact that home is kind of a confusing and nebulous concept. It means something different to each one of us. Depending on how we were raised and how our life has gone, home might be an exciting time that we long long for with nostalgia that we return to on the holidays that we're excited to go to. Or home might be a messy, complicated memory, a place that we don't really want to return to. The home we grew up in may or may not be a place that we desire. Or, like the man in the poem of Robert Frost... Maybe we don't have a physical home anymore. But for each one of us, when we're faced with those most difficult situations that life has to throw at us, we know the kind of place that we like to go to. We know the kind of people that we hope are in our corner ready to take us in. And when it feels like we have no physical home here on earth and we have no solid structure to run to, we can always turn to our creator, to God. God. God will always take us in, and God will take our hand, and God will offer us a home when we have nowhere else to turn. Jesus once said to his disciples, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus might have also said it this way, I have nowhere on this whole earth that I can call home. We're here on this earth for such a short time, really, and our lives intersect and pass by one another, perhaps it's not surprising that so many of us find ourselves longing for something, longing for a place to call home. Even Jesus, our Savior, spoke of it. And some of our longing for home can be satisfied by a safe environment and people who love us and places where we're accepted and loved, but our longing can't be completely satisfied without God. It's like Bella in the movie where she keeps searching for that missing piece. And for her, the missing piece is Lucas. But for us as Christians, as people of faith, that missing piece is our creator. It's that same reason that Bella keeps feeling driven to leave those perfectly nice homes that she's in. They're fine, and they're good, and those people in those places are nice enough. But they're not Lucas. And so for her, she's not truly home. She can't fill that missing piece in her heart in those other places. And we need God like Bella needed Lucas. We have that same longing. We have that same hole in our heart. And there are plenty of things in this life that are fine and good and that will bring us uh, acceptance and love and food and comfort. But ultimately we'll be left feeling like something's missing unless we seek out God, And when we feel that longing, it's an invitation to continue our spiritual journey. Even when we know God, sometimes we have that longing because we're on a journey. Spirituality isn't just a, yes, I know God and I'm done. We're all on a journey with God. We're all growing closer to God, hopefully every single day. And so when we feel that longing in our hearts, when we feel like there's something missing, perhaps it's an invitation to take another step on our journey. Perhaps to turn to scripture and open up and read a passage we haven't read in a while or maybe one we've read a thousand times and God will speak to us in a fresh way. When we feel that longing perhaps it's an opportunity to reconnect with God in prayer. Perhaps it's an invitation to build relationships in a faith community to come to a place like this and get to know God and other followers a little bit better. I had the opportunity to sit in on one of our new member classes yesterday that was led by Reverend Laura Spearin, and there were eight people there who wanted to know more about this church and what it means to become a member. Some of them are here this morning, and uh, I know many of you have sat through those similar classes in years past. And I love the new member classes, because you get to know people a little bit better, and you get to know their faith stories. One of the activities that we typically do is called lifelines, and people share Some of their story of faith, whether they had a lot of experience in church as a child, or maybe they had none, Uh, maybe they've had good experiences with church in the past, or maybe not so great, it's different for every single one of us, because each journey looks different. And over and over again, as people shared their stories yesterday, one of the things that came up was people felt like they were coming to the right place, coming here. They felt like being part of this community being part of this church was where God was calling them to be. We know that this church isn't a fit for everyone. That's why we have hundreds of denominations across the United States. That's why we've got so many different worship styles here and in Clarkston and across the world. But when we come to this place, we hope that it offers a fit for many so that we can come together and build relationships and find a home together in Jesus Christ. That's what God does for us. In the words of the psalm, God takes our hand, and God guides us, and God is our home. Each one of us is on a spiritual journey and a pilgrimage to grow closer to God, and I hope that this morning and truly every morning when we come together in worship is one step in the direction of God. I hope that every time you enter the church building, every time you say a prayer, every time you have a conversation with somebody else who is a person of faith, that that will draw you one step closer to God. In the words of Psalm 73, our flesh and our hearts may fail, but God is the strength of our hearts. For us, it is good to be near God. How refreshing it is. We've made the Lord God our home. So if you're here this morning and your heart is full of longing, you have come to the right place. And if you're here this morning hoping to encounter God through the power of Jesus Christ, you have come to the right place. And if you're here this morning, what is next in your journey? You have come to the right place. And I pray that God will offer you inspiration and guidance. And if you have come here this morning looking for a place to be taken in, you have come to the right place. Welcome home. May it be so. Amen.